Welcome to this week's Small Cast Podcast. I'm your host, Just Nate, and this podcast is designed for small government contractors, service providers, and manufacturers as part of the government contractor ecosystem, connecting people, organizations, and resources. Uh, this week, I am in downtown Colorado Springs, and I'm sitting across the table from our CEO, Mr. Dennis Cater. Welcome, Dennis. Hey, Nate. Thanks for having me today. <laughs> we we are gonna have a good show today i think um it snowed all last night it's freezing cold in early september in colorado and i've had too much coffee and uh we have some good guests we've already been having some good times so this will be a good podcast today by the way for those of you guys listening spoken like a true southerner it's not cold it's not even freezing it's like 39 degrees out yeah <laughs> of course it is still summer so <laughs> okay so with us today we i'm gonna screw this up but i'll try not okay We've got the team here from Stratagem, um, Mr. Jason Putnam, the president and CEO, and we've got Ben Avakuli. Oh my gosh. Avakoli? <laughs> Avakoli. There we go. You got ah, it. You got it. You nailed chief it. Chief Strategy Officer. Welcome, guys. Welcome to Colorado. Welcome to the office. And Welcome to the podcast. I haven't figured out how to get him. It's like Pavlov's dog. I haven't figured out what the thing is to get him to memorize what the name is. It's, it's just bad. It's Italian. Just say it, say it how it looks. Avicoli. 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 I don't, I don't know. Everyone, everyone, you're, you're now Ben Smith, okay? <laughs> That's how it happened. That's exactly how it happened at Ellis Island, you, you, right? They're you. like, what's your name? Ivan Chakalakalasov. <laughs> And then they're like, they're like, how do you spell that? Uh, Smith. You've, you've neutered Smith. a beautiful Italian name. Uh, I, I apologize to anybody else. Avacoli. Avacoli. I can't do Ravioli. That's what we should have done. If you brought me Avacoli. some wine, maybe I could have. Ne uh, next trip out. There you go. I'll, I'll bring you some. And he's from, to make it even better, he's from King of Prussia. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm actually from uh, South Philly, South Philadelphia. So, but your address is King of Prussia. Correct. Yep. So. Our, uh, our, my, yes. our office is, yes. uh, is in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. That's a. Do you know where Prussia is? No, I have no never mind. Never I've been mind. to Pennsylvania maybe no, one time. Well, Prussia in, was in Europe. That's a whole other story. But, but okay. King of Prussia is next to Valley Forge, where yes. Washington, yep. you know, crossed over the, the river. river. Nice. Okay, I'm not going to talk anymore about this because I don't know anything <laughs> about that. Um, so, okay. but, but before you go on, before the podcast started, we talked about maybe him talking like Philly, and, and I don't even know what that is. So you don't know what Philly is? No. So sometimes... Do you know during, what a Jersey guy is? New Jersey? I know what a Jersey... I'm from New Jersey originally, okay. so I know Jersey. I don't know if you can... Can you talk? What, uh, I don't know what Philly is. Can you talk Philly without... Uh, well, we can do it later. Oh, here words? we go. Here we go. <laughs> we can wait till later as we're getting. I mean, if you want to talk about the Eagles, we can. We I can go from zero to Philly really fast. Uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> are they what playing? Are they even? At, are they playing? This, yeah. are, what's happening with Su football? Sunday. Sunday. Is there? Yeah, there's a game Thursday, right? Uh -huh. Tomorrow. Are they actually going to play? Or are they just going to go out, lay down the floor, floor, and get eighteen million dollars to do nothing? <laughs> do they wear masks under their helmets? That's what I want to know. Never mind. We're just leaving it at that. <laughs> oh, okay, no. well, strategy. This could go south really bad. <laughs> I told you it was going to be a good show today. Strategy. Strategy. Okay. Strategy. You guys are a software development and R&D for the DOD and IC, right? Correct. I got that off your website. So talk to us about it. Whoever wants to go first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Like, you guys have been, you know, doing this as long as we have. And, you know, whenever you get that question, it's like, oh, just, just tell us what you do in, you know, 13 seconds. And you're like, 
How do I? How do I always? <laughs> well, you have about so it. I like about twenty minute podcasts. Nate likes like hour and a half, three hours. No, so somewhere no. in between. So forty three minutes. So the average podcast in the entire world, <laughs> forty three minutes. So you have technically around forty minutes left. So that, go ahead. That does take the the pressure off a little bit. It does. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um. So stratum. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what we do, and and uh, maybe even give you a little bit of why we think we're a little different, a little special. Um, but Stratum, as you said, we are a software technology company. Um, we bring technology to cool mission problems. That's that's fundamentally what we do. What we do. Um, the technologies that we specialize in are uh, cloud-native applications, artificial intelligence, algorithm development, and DevSecOps. The areas we bring those technologies, uh, or I should say the missions we bring them to, are... Uh, are the mission domains that we have expertise in. And those mission domains are geospatial intelligence, space domain awareness, SACOM, and SIGIT. Uh, we are, I, I used to say we're about 50 people, but last Monday we actually became 50 people. We hired our 50th last Monday. That was, that was pretty exciting. Big deal. Nice. Yeah, yeah big deal. Um, it's a big milestone, actually. <laughs> yeah. You are uh, still considered small business, right? Yes. Um, yes. Good. Still under twelve fifty. Still under twelve fifty, and under that magical forty some million dollars every year, right? Yep. 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 Unfortunately. Unfortunately, we'll we're working on that. <laughs> Ben's got a charter for that next year. <laughs> uh, that's also for those of you guys who don't know a charter. That's also your goal to see if you get to stay with the company. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Continue on. No. No. All good. All good. Um, so yeah, fi fifty folks. Um, we're a very virtual company, which has come in handy in. Uh, during COVID, so were you virtual before COVID, or yeah, as a as a as a way of doing business, we we decided, and we can, we can certainly talk about that, but uh, we decided we wanted to be a very virtual company. <clears throat> okay, so from beginning, you guys do you guys have a brick and mortar at all, or we yeah. we do have two offices. Okay, uh, one in King of Prussia that you were talking about earlier, and one up in Denver. And okay. uh, but from a business model perspective, we. When you talk about how do you make sure that you're building a company that people want to work for and work with and a group of people that are engaged. And so when we started getting brick and mortars, we intentionally uh, have cross-pollinated teams on all our programs. Nice. So if we have a program, unless it's a very, very small program, it's uh, got a f somebody from Pennsylvania and somebody from Colorado on it. Okay. Yeah, Just yeah. in case. Well, um, you get a bad snowstorm, people can't bad make it in when you're used to, I don't know, 80 degree weather or something like that, and you can't drive They in. can also pass the projects over. My dad used to work for Hewlett Packard, and they'd pass the programs around the world. So one guy would start working on it in Oregon, pass Called it to Working China. with the sun, yep. Yep, yep. yep. Well, it, you know, the, there are several advantages. I mean, staffing is, is clearly an advantage um, from that aspect, but... There's a lot of things you'll hear us talk about. We've we've been in the defense contractor industry for our whole careers. Um, so I, you know, this is about 20 years for myself. I think Jason's been um, 25, maybe more. I don't want to date him too much. Thank you. Um, and, and and we saw things. You know, when we got to Stratum, you know, there there were things that we saw that we said, ah, we think you know we think we could do better. And and virtual is the acceptance of a virtual. Um, programs and, and work is definitely something we looked at. You know, ha, uh, there's probably so many of your listeners that have experienced things like, hey, you know, if you really want to move up in the company, you're going to have to move, move. to D.C. and you're going to have to do a tour in L.A. and things like that. And, oh, well, that's going on at the, quote, unquote, the capital or the headquarters. And, you know, that's a that's a secondary site. You know, you're working at the secondary site. And, and when we talked about that when we started up the second site, which happened to be Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, um, we said we didn't want that. We didn't want to have to tell someone, hey, you know, come come work at this PA site, which uh, is just the second site. It's not the headquarters like Aurora. Not the real site. Not the real strategy, right. Um, and and we, we very early on intentionally um, said that there was going to be no such thing as a headquarters. Um, it was two sites. Everyone is of equal value. You don't get an extra leg up being at one place over the other. And the, the best people are going to, to work on the programs that fit them. And what's really nice is, well, when you get a program in, and let's say you have to rapidly ramp up, 
well, okay. I Now, if I get a 10-head program in, well, I can do five in one location, five in the other location. Yeah, it becomes a little bit easier, um, a little more tractable to, to actually staff that program. So COVID was no big deal for you guys, business as usual. For the most part, it really was. Uh, you have the apprehension of folks coming in, but we've hired 10 this yeah. year, just yeah. this year, uh, during COVID, which has been <laughs> interesting and fun as far as getting people in and getting them equipment and uh, appropriately respecting everybody's concerns Space. and issues and, and all of those things. But uh, uh, we've been successful, not just in spite of, but in many ways, we've actually adjusted a few things that we do from uh, teams and, and we've gotten better than we were before. So, and I wanted to go there real quick, so I, I might as well jump in. I know Dennis is just waiting for me to talk here. Um, I actually had questions. I was ready to go too. <laughs> there so you go. <laughs> okay, well, I'm first. Um, because I'm just Nate, by the way. Okay. No, sorry. Um, I, the question I have for you guys is what, what technology do you guys use? You, said, you mentioned Teams. Is that, uh, and I'm assuming you guys have somewhere of sh some way of sharing code and stuff like that, or do you guys just share screens, or what do you guys do without giving away your secrets? Oh, no, we don't have any <laughs> secrets. There's nothing, there's nothing that special. Uh, so we just, we just transitioned to GCC High May. May. What's so. GCC High? For our listeners out there. I'll let, I'll let Ben describe GCC. Hi. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so there are new security requirements that have been coming out uh, from the government that are, there's there's five levels of security. And, and uh, it's basically how you can guard your internal um, company infrastructure. So now you're going to start to see these in RFPs that say you can prime this, but if only if you're at GCC level You're talking level CMMI? One. CMMC. 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 Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. So yeah, we we transitioned to there. Um, yeah, back in May. Um, that was that was a what cool level transition. are you guys looking going for? Level three. CMMC? We're we're going for level three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that that's where we that, that's where we think there will be a sweet spot. We we think the level fours and fives that they'll be for the big big big. big yes. Yeah. So I don't know if they even have a four personally, but so I do want to go back. We, we're we're digressed a little bit. We talked about CMMC quite a bit on the show already because that's going to be an issue here for everybody. But I want to go back to your tools that you're using for mm -hmm. for uh, remote working because I think that's important right now. Especially yeah, exactly. Uh, what you guys are using since you are primarily a remote company. So are you using Microsoft Teams or Zoom or what do you, Gov, GovWin, and GovWin, oh my gosh. Um, GovCloud. No. Yes. <laughs> go to uh, meeting. Go, go to, to, no, the WebEx is the one I was Webex. thinking of, WebEx. Uh, yeah, there's, not a, there's plenty of tools. So. There is. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of tools. We're sticking with Teams because the government has approved. Okay, okay. Uh, and interestingly enough, during COVID, when it first really hit, we had several customers come in and ask us for help. Huh. How do we do this? That's why I'm a, that's yeah. why I'm asking because it's they, a big deal, right? We have several customers that never lived in that world at no. all before, and and, and, and and it was actually very adamant, right? They're yes. like, "Oh my God, you cannot work remotely. You got to be in this office at that seat, so I can number one watch you. Number two, you know, we don't want to turn on any ports outside of this facility, even though it was low, right? It's you could literally program this from your home office. Yep, on the low side. Yep, you could program it from your car in the parking lot. Who cares, right? Once you get to that high level, that's when it starts mattering. So absolutely, yeah, interesting times. It's it's uh, leveraging and making the best out of a worse situation, right? Uh, making sure the customers understand that that we are a resource for them to leverage, and and we have done that. There was a couple instances where we got them hooked up on different programs that weren't ours, uh, but answered the call and made sure that they had the access they needed. So Teams is a primary one for us. Just because of the security and the and the government's mm -hmm. concerns with that, we did play with WebEx and the others a little bit. But just from our aspect, Teams seems to be answering the mail collectively. And then I'll talk. I'll let Ben talk about GitHub and and some of the other processes that we have. Yeah, we 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 try to use what the government is providing for a development environment. So you know that gets your Confluence, your Jira, <clears throat> GitHub, etc. Um, we love playing on on GovCloud. Um, because it's approved for FOUO data, that's obviously a big deal when you're when you're a defense contractor. Um, so, it, it, interestingly enough, 
the government was already ready for this. It was just the, the barrier to, to us is it was more perception. You know, there were, there were already a, a, a number of programs that were doing low side development. Can you do 95% of the code, move it to the high side, get the real data in there, do right, your the integration. The data is kind of the issue, not the, yep. not the program. <clears throat> yep. But, but we have been pushing the envelope, you know, since we started of trying to say, keep everything low or more productive low. Mm. Um, I mean, we, we, when we've run metrics, uh, I mean, one, one of the things why we pushed for, quote unquote, uh, a virtual company was because working from home made our workforce more productive. You know, if you're only working in the office, um, you know, something comes up, you have a kid that's sick, you have, you know, a contractor coming to the house. Well, you can get a couple hours of work done. You go off and do your thing. You take care of the kid, you know, and then at night you check your email. And what's key there is you know, you're not blocking people because how many times are, is, is there, it's like, oh, I'm just waiting for a response to this person. Well, someone that can work from home can just go do what they have to do, unblock the rest of the team, and everyone's making progress. Um, so we work, we work hard to allow people to be human. We expect it and actually anticipate it. That's a good quote. Yeah. Tell me you should again. put that on your work website. <laughs> hard to allow people to be human? Yeah. Yes. He's full of them. I'm full of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I wanted to ask you guys, actually, I wanted to roll back a little bit in time. And how did you guys get started? So, you know, I'm assuming you started the company? Well, that's you, a fun. Hey, it's a, Josh, this, this, is, this is audio. So you pointing yeah. at somebody? Well, I, well, He's I just pointing said, at Jason. I did. I just said Jason afterwards. <laughs> so actually, this is a fun story because we did not start the company. Oh. Uh, we came in. I came in. Uh, the founder was... Uh, he started the company in 2007 and was a pure, pure idea entrepreneur guy. Okay. Uh, enjoys, That's usually how it works, yep, right? They start yep. it and then they got to hand it over to he was, the he was, folks. He was excited to play and he was excited to build a little bit and, and then figured out that the 8 to 12 people range was kind of hard and, and didn't know what to do. And so I came in and... Put a little, and, put and a little rigor and structure in. And that was here in Colorado or was yes. it somewhere else? Yes, it was here in Colorado. And okay. it started as a software company, right? Uh, yes, to a point. There was some okay. operations in, associated with that. We did a lot of uh, system administrative type work. Okay. Uh, it was a little bit of a little so bit of everything. IT. Yeah, it was a little bit more IT focused and a little bit more operational focused, but. Uh, it was fun foundationally staff augmentation, which is not abnormal for a new company mm. either, especially in this world. Mm. Uh, so then I came in and, and there was a, was a solid foundation uh, from all of the things you need to do to be a government contractor, right? The cage code was set. The DUNS number was, you know, they had some past performance. So us coming in, um, we completely retooled everything from the ground up on a, uh, how do you make this thing grow, right? We took a, I went and found some smart people, Ben is one of them, to make sure that we were well-rounded and, and challenging what that growth needed to look like. And we decided on a path that we were going to go down and fumbled a few times, and and uh, here we are. So where did you find Ben? Huh. At the Philly Airport? At the Philly Airport? <laughs> at an, at an Eagles was. game. He's got it really. He went to get a, <laughs> uh, a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, he was at the car. Well, Ben's a BD guy through and through, so we we crossed paths uh, a couple times in the past, okay. and, and we had a we had a few mutual uh, friends. I will say friends because they connected us. Okay. Uh, I know another pointedly. story like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and. And that's how, and that's how the marriage began. Oh, right? it was magic! It was Good. magic from the beginning. Good. Uh, yeah. Good. Well, it sounds like it's going okay. <laughs> it's going extremely well. Yeah. Uh, we we're very blessed to have a, a an amazing core of people. Good. Uh, okay. So, what is your primary nix? Let's get that out there because people could be listening to this and might need a I, sub. I already or... am. I already have their cards in my pocket already. So. <laughs> so primary is five four one five one one. That's software, I'm assuming software development? Yes. Okay. And are you guys are you guys uh, doing anything like with, uh, I don't know if we can talk contracts here, we never do. Do you guys do like a Kessel Run or any of that kind of stuff? Are you guys on that? And, um, or in the other one, we'll see over in Kobayashi Maru, the follow-on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kobayashi, we're, we're Kessel, on Space. 
Space Camp. Space Camp. We, we're uh, tangentially supporting Space Camp, but we are doing Platform One. Oh, okay. Yeah, the other one. Okay. That, yeah, yep. that, that's been a blast. Well, Platform One is really taking Space Camp and formalizing it, right? Yes. Yep. And, and I love everybody over there. And and for those of you guys listening, hopefully you don't you know get mad at me for saying this, but I hope that's not going to be their downfall. Same as Kessel Run. The whole point of taking that type of stuff off base was so they can work quick, agile, fast. Once you start now encapsulating with that more and more processes, it's going to get to the same place that Factor their was. original is. Mm-hmm. And and that's just a concern I have. And I've actually talked with a couple of people over there about that. It's like, so, yeah, what, I don't know. It's just it's just a concern I've had. It's kind it's of a great cycle, idea. though, right? It's exactly. It's kind of the cycle. Yep. It's a cycle, but they, they, they have now stamped more. It's more of a tight niche process of that, of let's re- repeat this. So let's write that down so we can repeat it. But that might not be okay for every instance of, of the code that they're trying to fix. A bunch of engineers made some process. I'm shocked to hear that. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, I pointed at Nate. Engineer. <laughs> hey, I, I did want to, I did want to uh, just again, go back a little bit. Cause one of the things we try to do on this show and late, lately we've been able to get a few guys that have started a company, you know, the smalls um, ecosystem extends from Jason having his own company, which we had Matt Betzmer on a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago, who mm-hmm. just started his own company 18 months ago and is getting it moving to, you know, a small company um, that's got 1,200 people or 1,600 people. So um, we've been kind of focusing a little more lately on these, what we'll call a startup, the startup phase. You know, what's been the most challenging thing for you so far? Because um, you guys are a little unique too. We haven't had a disparate Disparate, how do you say that? Company? Mm-hmm. Disparate. Um, Disperse. English, English is my second language. <laughs> so, um, you know, what, what's what been challenging for you as, as you've kind of grown the thing? Um, so it, uh, there there have been a number of challenges. You know, I think, I think what I would tell other small businesses, and we have these conversations, you guys do the same. You, you, you meet with them at bars, you have dinner. Um, I like to refer to our business model as aggressive reaction. Um, you have to know where you're trying to get to. That's really, really important. But thinking that you were in control of how you were going to get there is, is, is a bad idea because what's going to happen is the business environment is going to give you opportunities. And I think the best companies seize those opportunities and use them to take them where they want to go. And I'll give you an example. Um, we knew very early on when, when, when Jason and I and, and, and our other two partners, when we put together the plan, we knew that having a skiff was absolutely crucial to our long-term survival. But what we wanted was we didn't want to just be a small that was coming in and helping out um, bigger primes. We wanted to be autonomous. We wanted to be in control of our own destiny. In order to do that, in order to write proposals, we needed a skiff. Um, so we said, hey, you know, in three years from now, you know, we're gonna we'll go build a skiff or we'll finance one and we'll figure it out. But along came an opportunity when we were about 25 folks to pick up a skiff. There was a, there was a company, they had built a brand new um, fully accredited skiff. They lost a bunch of proposals and they said, eh, we're, we're gonna put the lock on the door, we're done with this thing. And we're like, whoa, 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 don't, don't get rid of a skiff. I'm like, we'll, 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 we'll take it from you. And they're like, can you afford it? And we're like, no, <laughs> but, but we'll figure it out. We'll because find a customer that can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's in our three year plan and yeah, I know it's three years from now, but eh. Now as good as any time. And, and had we not done that, we would be a fundamentally different company today. I mean, it, it, it created so many opportunities. We were able to get a C-WAN, and, and we eventually we got another skiff in Pennsylvania through sort of a similar approach. So that, that initial skiff was in Aurora, then I'm guessing. That was, yes, that was okay. in Aurora. Um, but, but the point is, you don't know what day you're going to come into work, and someone's going to give you the opportunity to get a skiff, which is something Some you're not ready for, but... You, what you do is you pounce on those opportunities, and and that's what I think we learned more than anything else is 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 read read the room. You know the the, the business environment is is telling you um, what those opportunities are and, and and seize them. I think you just described um, my life. Small, well, small business, right? <laughs> yeah, because big businesses are like yeah, we don't need that, right? We 
That's yeah. not our focus. Yeah. Um, Let's shut it down because we exactly. lost some proposals. So actually, so on that note, we're going to go to a quick break. And as soon as we come back, we're going to continue on that conversation. Uh, I want to poke it a little bit more. It's essentially carpe diem, right? Mm-hmm. Of uh, seize the opportunity. So uh, how, stay with how us. How do you we'll say that in, in Latin? I don't know. Ask the <laughs> Italian dude. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> carpe oh. diem. <laughs> That's this the day. This podcast is brought to you That's by Chaffa, the, the Colorado Housing and Finance Authority. Since 1974, Chaffa has strengthened Colorado by investing in community development and affordable housing. Chaffa's community development team partners with lenders across the state to offer the financing you need to grow your business. Talk to your local lender about Chaffa's cash collateral support program, which helps small and medium-sized businesses access capital that would otherwise be unavailable due to collateral shortfalls. To learn more, visit chfainfo.com. Welcome back to this week's Small Cast Podcast. Uh, we are in the middle of talking with the team from Stratagem, Mr. Jason and Mr. Ben. So uh, before we went to break, um, Ben was actually t- talking to us a little bit about their three-year plan. Um, about I'm just smiling because Nate's wife's a teacher. So everybody's probably Mr. Mar- Mrs. Mary, Mr. Bob, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ben and Mr. Jason. It, okay. So because you brought it up, it drives me nuts. My wife. I, I, so as okay. we've already we said. We can go to commercial no, break now. As we said a couple of times. You, you brought it up. It's your fault. I, I've helped out quite a bit on STEM programs, right? So I am an engineer. Same, same here. Technology, engineer, mathematics. My wife is a teacher. She's been a teacher for plenty, plenty of years. I'm not going to date her Good or job. us. Good uh, job. I'm smarter than that. Long enough to know not to say that. Um, I make plenty of mistakes still, but um, it dry. I don't know if anybody else. When I grew up, it was Miss Moser or Mrs. Right, depending on if you're married. Right, right. Everybody in that school, all the kids, they say Miss for doesn't matter if they're married or not. Not Ms. They say Miss, and I'm like, every time I correct my wife, she's getting tired of it. She's like, I don't care. I'm like. You are a missus. You have a ring on your finger. They need to know the difference. She's like, no, this fine. I'm like, oh, I d- I'm going to start yelling at kids. But they really use their am. first name too. It's 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 Mr. Nate. Oh yeah. Well, that's in scouts. A lot of people talk to. Yeah, yeah they. We got Nate. rid of the formalities of, especially kids these days. We got rid of the formalities. Yeah. Well, of, my daughter and I the other day, our 13 year old daughter, we had the conversation. I'm she like, just called you Nate instead of Dad. No, she <laughs> called me dude. <laughs> and. <laughs> I'm not saying I flipped out, but we did have the conversation of, yeah, no, I'm not your friend. I'm your father. When you turn 18, move out of the house, we can talk about becoming friends. But right now, I'm not your dude. I'm not your bro. I'm your father. You can say yes, sir, yes, ma'am to both of our parents, both your parents. And uh, she got the idea because her phone was taken away. So now she's I'm, I'm sorry. respecting a little I'm more. I'm sorry, Mr. Jason and Mr. Ben. I didn't mean to go down this rabbit trail. <laughs> I told you he started I touched, it. I touched a nerve on Nate. I did. Try to figure out how many times I can use dude now. That's where I'm at. <laughs> so, fine. We can be friends. Uh, no, I want to be friends. So <laughs> You're I not my a, child. I have a sign on my door. They put it on my door. His dudeness. Because I was always like, dude. <laughs> dude, where's my car? Dude. 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 All right. Sorry. Okay. I, grew, I grew up on the ben, West Coast. Ben. Three years. Okay. Yes, so dude. Before, <laughs> just Nate. Before we went to break, dude, we were talking about your three-year plan, seize the opportunity, and that's kind of how you guys said you guys kind of grew. You were able to seize that opportunity and and take a chance and for pivot. something new and pivot. pivot. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's kind of where we left off. So, anything else you wanted to add to that? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, the, like I said, that that decision was a microcosm of many of the different things that we decided to do. Um, <clears throat> You know, whether it was pursuing contracts that where we said, oh, you know, that might not have been an area where we originally thought we were going to get involved in or, you know, or we, you know, we we thought we were really strong in one area. um, But it turns out, you know, there's blue ocean, the other area, and we would pivot. And, and, and that's, that's what we usually tell, you know, small businesses more, more than anything is, is, is just, again, just keep watching the environment keep watching how how's, how are the opportunities with software development we we do some here as well um <sighs> our company but it's, is it like uh, it's it, enormous is it yeah they're they're the industry's changed so and, and 
and you guys may be seeing the the effects of this, but we like to talk about it. So we're a pure play software company, right? And 15 years ago, I'm not so sure we could exist. 10 years ago, I'm not sure we would have existed. But things are different now. You go back 20 years in the industry, um, and I heard uh, Dr. Roper speak about this uh, at, at, at one of um, one of his events recently. But he, he talked about how you would go and you would procure a satellite system or a platform, and in there you would you would buy someone. You know, this company's really great at satellites and deliver the ground system, deliver the software. Great. Well, what you would get is someone these 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 satellites that were fantastic, but you didn't necessarily get the best software because that was a throw in. That was an after the thought. And then what the government decided to do was, oh, well, maybe we should disconnect these platforms and the, the ground systems. And originally, and they did that. And I think they saw some original benefits because it, that's where you start to get rid of the stovepipe systems and things like that. But another benefit that has popped up over the last five to 10 years in the industry is, well, why does, why do the satellite providers or the plane developers or the sensor providers why, why do I go to them when I need to build a software ground system? Mm -hmm. let, let me go to the people that are experts at software. Let me go to the people that have been doing it this whole time. And, you know, when, when you kind of compare apples, apples to apples, um, you know, these, these pure play software companies, the smalls and the mediums, um, you know, the, the, I believe the customer is just seeing better value. Um, and they're understanding that there is no platform they're delivering that doesn't come with software. So yeah, you, hardware is great. I'm a hardware guy, but it does me no good if I don't have software on top of it mm -hmm. and vice versa, right? They're, they're married. And, uh, but I find it very interesting the way you, you say kind of separate them out. Um, and that's a, we can have a conversation later on about our two companies. Actually, if you guys do need a skiff down here in Southern Colorado, uh, we can help you out there too. Opportunity. If I like to hear that. Pivot. 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 Squirrel. Um, <laughs> but the point being is that we, uh, the reason I find that interesting is because I have worked on a very large system around the world and they were tied together as the integrator was also the software developer. Mm -hmm. But what I found was that the, the most difficult part, even if it was, even if we had a separate software company, which we had, we, we attempted as well. The problem being is the hardware, just keeping up hardware at the, at the firmware level, every six months, the code would change on every single rev of the box just because the hardware was changing and you know they were getting hardware from germany or wherever chipsets and every single literally every single time and then the the that box that digital signal processing box would change the way it operated like literally every rev so every system we buy you only buy one system every 36 months but we would have to readjust code every 36 months so how have you guys gotten around that or or do you guys just live with it or what do you guys do did you hire a software company to do it? We did have a software company. <laughs> uh, no, but the problem is, like I said, it's the hardware, right? When hardware changes, yep. there's yep. nothing, not much that you can do if it's down at that level. So it, it depends on what you're trying to do. So when I hear that, I, I heard, oh, there isn't a good abstraction strategy between the hardware and the software. So every time the hardware is changing, if the software is changing. Now, if you're trying to eke and get maximum efficiency and performance out of the hardware such that you don't want to abstract the, the two, you know, that's, that's a problem. And, and you just may have to, you know, live with that where, where that you get that churn. Um, but, you know, a software person hears your, your problem says, oh, geez, abstract the hardware, you know, insulate the hardware changes from the software changes, and then, you know, have a have a, a more uh, a deliberate software update strategy. Fair enough. I think one of the problems that it was, it was an Air Force program, but the problem is that a lot of times that, you know, they've got one set of TOs, you know, task order instructions, and they don't want to change them ever because it's not like every site gets their own. It's every site across the world over the last 15 years need to use the exact same manuals. Mm -hmm. Well, that's really difficult when things, a few things change. Um, and then, you know, when you get down to the capabilities of each one of those systems of, you know, I should be able to track this thing wherever it is within five centimeters. Well, maybe next time it's only six centimeters or four centimeters. Well, we can't have that. We got to make sure the software adjusts for that. So very difficult things, but it's very interesting. Um, and, and it depends on what you're doing. I mean, you know, most of the systems that we take on, you know, we're talking about, you know, satellite systems where you're not going into space and you're not flipping out the hardware or often, you know, they're, they're up there for 10 years. And now, and instead of, you know, the hardware changing underneath, it's really 
you know, hey, how can I get more out of the system than I did last week and last month and last year? So it's and and, you know, you have well-defined interfaces, you know, with what's coming down off a platform. And it doesn't have to be a satellite. Of course, it could be, you know, a sensor, a plane, et cetera. So it, it, some of it becomes what problem are you trying to solve? Sure. And Dennis, you, you had talked, you had asked them about Kessel Run and things like that. So I'm assuming your guys' basic strategy is is agile? Yes. Not You're not collecting, you know, 1,500 defect, defects and then spending Oy. the next 18 months putting one software patch in, right? No, 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 okay. no, no. We're agile through and through. Even so, our business practices are agile. Are you guys seeing the government changing that, the, the, on their end, allowing that to happen? Absolutely. And they're okay. embracing it. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, Colonel Krakowski, I mean, she's very famous for talking about, hey, we, we used to think software as in go develop the software and then go put it into O&M for five years and then I'll do another acquisition and then all of a sudden it costs me so much money to replace it. And she's talked about it. She's like, that's not how the commercial world works. I mean, imagine if Microsoft just stopped updating Office. You know, 0365. I mean, what's happening is you're getting features. I said, wish they would slow down a little bit. Every time I want to go use Word, it's like, you need an update. Uh, yeah, I just they, used it five minutes ago. What are you talking they charge about? You, they figure out the model. They can charge you for that, right? Well, and then I, they discontinue it if you don't keep the update. All I'm saying is if our internet ever goes down, we might as well just go home. Because <laughs> we're not going to do anything. <laughs> but 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 the the model is different now. It's it's You don't have to pay this enormous price and get a, a, a brand new system. It's... Can I continue continue to evolve it? It's it's no longer. I had a software, I delivered it, and now it's in maintenance. It's right. I have software, and continue to keep it up to date. Continue to harden it. Um, there's a new security patch. Continue to address vulnerabilities. Oh, I need these features because the needs never stop. So it it goes to this continuous model where you're continuing to update the software. You're reducing your technical debt. Um, and, and you have these systems that now in 10 years, you don't have to pay $50 million to redo the system. You've, you've paid by the drink all along, and you've had a better system, got better value throughout time. So, you're, sorry, you guys, so you guys have been through this already. You said your customers are embracing it. What would you guys say to those customers that are still stuck in the, well, and, and maybe because they're stuck because they're using 1960s code yeah. because the hardware exactly. can't run anything better. So, I mean, there, there is scenarios like that. But, you know, all the programs I've ever worked on has been that 18-month period develop code. And then we got to spend six months testing the software on the system, right? Because these are one-of-a-kind systems. No, no DevSecOps there. Exactly. Right. So <laughs> I, what, do you, what do you tell that customer? It just... Bite the bullet and, and start upgrading to the new agile model, or what do you? I mean, no, I mean it, it's we don't. So 10, 15 years ago, you had to sell the customer that. I haven't run into a customer in years that 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 thinks that's the better approach. It's like you said, I'm stuck in a system. I've got stovepipe systems, and I want to get out of yeah, where I'm at. Yeah, how do you help me get out of it? But we don't see customers anymore that say. That's the wrong approach. It's we know what the right answer is. We just don't know how to get there. Can you help us? And that's where a company like Stratagem um, can can come in and help because we we are very good at taking legacy systems and and maturing them because we can we can give you a model. We can give you we can put you on a plan. Um, or if in some cases we we've talked to the customer and we'll analyze a system and we'll say you you realize if you would just build this from scratch, we could probably do it for your O&M costs, for two years of O&M, what you O&M this system, we can give you a brand new system that's got significantly more features than you have today. Because software is kind of like a car. It starts depreciating the moment you take it off a lot. So six, seven-year-old software, I mean, it, it, is, it is really difficult to maintain. It, you can't forget about trying to do DevSecOps with code that old. But the modern, modern software, when you're using the latest FOSS or the latest COTS, it's amazing at how less software you have to write so you can do so much more and add so much more capability for so less money. Buckets are already built, right? So It's already built. Start grabbing pieces, parts, and, and jigsaw puzzle them together. I mean, that's yeah. why recreate the wheel. And, and there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a third tangential um, benefit to that is, and something Jason and I talk about all the time, you know, why we came over to Stratagem. Um, you know, we always hear about uh, software developers in this industry. They kind of come into this industry, 
they fall in love with the mission because the mission is awesome, right? We, that's why we're all kind of here. We right. love the mission. Um, but we always hear, yeah, it's great doing the mission, but why do I have to work on five to seven-year-old technology? It's so boring. I mean, five to seven-year-old technology might as well be 50 years old to, to some of the people in software. Um, and, and that's sort of why, why we started, you know, flip strategy in the way we did is why can't we work on cool technology and the mission at the same time? So not only is, you know, this, this model allow you to um, get more capability, reduce your O&M costs, but it also keeps uh, the, 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 the staff, the employees, you know, energized yeah, in the field. Because otherwise, we, we just see this mass exodus going to, you know, oh, I'm going to go work in finance because at least I can work on Python. Uh, you know, and because that's just a real thing to, to software developers. They want, they, 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 they realize there's a better way to do it, you know, and they're like, I have a drill. Why are you giving me a screwdriver? Why do I have to do this by hand? It's, it's frustrating. So, so do you guys see uh, younger talent making a bigger play in software development? I'm just curious as I haven't really looked at that much, but it seems like they're the ones that come on board and go, you know, why are you guys doing it this way? We could do it so much faster. Just, just, just get out of the way. Let me get on the computer and, boom, <laughs> you know, come up with some new code. Is that, you guys seeing that at all? It's it's the good people, good mission, and you allow them to be human, right? Everybody, everybody, that everybody that comes, seriously, everybody that comes yeah. in Another has. Quote. And you want to make a lasting impact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got, I, get, I, I can do this all day. <laughs> the, uh. The, the the folks you that that come in you want to embrace what they know right and 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 let them go and let them go my job I tell these guys all the time my job is the BS umbrella my entire purpose in life is to create the perfect environment where they have the right tools the right chairs the right desks I don't care what you need you tell me what you need you want Coke Zero uh, there's a guy that specifically wants Coke Zero by gosh we I have go, one of them too yep I, I <laughs> a go case get, a day almost you know, I'm like I can't believe you're alive if, still if that's how this guy rolls I'm gonna run him full of Coke Zero all day long and twice on Sunday but uh, what my job is to give you what you need and get out of the way yeah let him go we have, yeah. people are so smart if you let them be and and just give them that environment to to, to play it's okay to mess some stuff up it's controlled chaos right but uh, at the end of the Make day things faster. At the end of the day, when you create an environment where people can come in and, and be excited about what they're doing, right, and not just the mission. The mission's right. cool, and it's a mission highlight, and I can say that, but it's what I'm doing is cool. Well, software development, to me, is like almost art, right? Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's, Absolutely. It's, they're creating something, and it's it's an art form, sort of. So they're, like you said, if you can stoke that a little bit, that's, that's a good way to go. And it's very tangible. <clears throat> yes. They can see a result. Yes. And, and that's the exciting part, too. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, when they start to, they do studies on, uh, on software development, there's a lot of parallels between creative writing and and software development oh. even even to the point where um you know the best coders they find out it isn't because they can write they call them 10x coders it isn't because they can write 10 times as much code as someone else it's because they can come back approach the problem and and minimize it to its simplistic form well i think you also see that's why you talk to any programmer and they'll be able to tell you within their own team who wrote that piece of piece of mm -hmm. code right because even though it's it's still when you hit the word enter it'll say hello world you might have 20 different programmers that have programmed that 20 different ways, right? Yep. Because they have their own stylized. Style. Huh. That was Shakespeare, right? It, exactly. It's exactly yeah. what it is. It's it. I've never heard that before. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Um, what about, uh, as you talked about this development and um, changes in the environment kind of, what about cybersecurity? I know I was just working on a program before I came here on uh, cybersecurity, and one of the problems is baking it in and kind of where they're at with stuff. How, how is that? You're talking about CMMC. That's kind of your corporate side of the house. But as you're developing projects, are you guys proposing that? Or is, or is the government still like, no, we want to add that on later? What's, what do you guys see, how it's panning out? Yeah, so we, we bake it in as part of our process. It's kind of like Agile. Um, no matter what, if you come to Stratagem, you're getting Agile and you're getting security. Okay. Um, we, we, we don't believe in you know developing software and then putting security in. It doesn't work. Right? I don't think you can do that anymore. No, no. Yeah, the DevSecOps. I mean, right. is is the way. It's a it's a better way. Right. Um, you know. So yeah, you, you have your you have a design. You you want a security engineer on all our teams now. We have a security engineer who's you know adding you know that portion of the design. Then you've got your scans that are 
testing for vulnerabilities and and we even go so far as you know we're not just looking at the vulnerabilities in our code but we're looking at the vulnerabilities of all the codes that we're using so oh. we're 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 well, and so we're trying to harden yeah, that as well yeah this can impact you too right Absolutely. i mean in the end Absolutely. i realize we've been talking a lot here about and you guys been throwing a few acronyms around what is devsecops for people that don't know oh um sure uh what buzzword is of the industry <laughs> <laughs> So DevSecOps ops is the principle that um, you have an environment and uh, the environment you develop in will be the same environment that you test in, will be the same environment that you go to production or operations in, um, development, security, operations. Okay. So what, why that's really important is, I mean, you guys, you probably always heard that you maybe see the memes, worked great in test, failed in ops. Um, DevSecOps... Yeah. I, just see, I haven't seen it that. in memes. I've seen it personally. Yeah. <laughs> working on, working on, literally working on systems that are fifty years old. Yeah, they don't have the capability. When when the system back in the sixties cost two billion dollars to build, they didn't have an extra two billion dollars to build a test bed. Right, right? just just sit there for software. Um, so it's it's different, obviously, depending mm-hmm. on the system. But that's essentially what you're talking about, right? Yes. Is you, you develop on, on essentially a test bed, test it out as close as you possibly can. Close because there is going to be can. certain scenarios. For example, ant- antenna systems or something like that or that are tracking satellites. You, typically, you're not going to have a you know $10 million antenna sitting in your backyard as your programmers. Just let them play with that system, right? Well, well, because they're going to run into the stops and bust the... But there's strategies there too, right? I mean, as long as you can actually simulate the the front side of the pipe, the data coming in, you can you can abstract that sure. layer out. And then what you want is you want the environment, you know, to be the same after sure. that. And you should be able to simulate a lot of that too, right? And even on the old systems, it just takes that's just an extra step that a lot of times has never been done, where you record data for a week or something like that, and then bring that back to the lab to say, okay, here's real world data. Here, yeah. Here's what we need to reproduce. But I mean, you, you say it costs more, but you know, one of the things that we find find is just like if we won't, we don't do you know software without security. We don't do software without agile. Um, we don't do software without um, external simulators. Um, we've just found it is if we don't put in simulators that um, simulate the endpoints that allow end to end testing it probably costs three times as much to give you a solution. Now, when I was talking about cost cost more, a lot of times what I've run into is is basically the color of money, right? So, hey, we've got old software. You can't use anything other than 3,400 funds, which for those of you guys listening that don't know what the color of money for government is, 3,400 is, is sustainment money, right? Yep. And then you got your development money, which is a brand new, something that's never existed, 3,600 funds. You cannot commingle those, right? If, if a program from 1960s has, say, a billion dollars, no matter what you can do, what you want to do, if you want to create a whole new system, you can't do it with that money. You mm-hmm. have to just keep kicking that old can down the road. Um, now, there's ways of going out and requesting that 3,600 funds, um, but it's something that I think you guys and, and any other small business can do, right? Talk to that customer saying, okay, so here's what we can do. I understand that there is going to be a different color of money involved. So I need you now in your five-year plan to go back to the Pentagon and say, okay, we need a billion dollars in 2025. Let's start that plan now. You can't just go last minute and say, ah, we forgot about that, right? Even though the money's sitting there, you can't use that money for whatever. Well, again, that, that's why it's been so important that over the last 10 years that the government has broken apart hardware and software. Um, and, and, you know, the color of money is changing. So that it's, like I said, it, it's, it's very important that that, that um, decoupling has existed because now you've got groups of the government that are just thinking about the software portion of, of the problem. You've got people that are thinking about the, the hardware portion, and then you have the integrators in between making sure that the system closes. Nice. What else you got there, Dennis? I, I want him to go back to um, the company. Um, you know, we tried to get folks out here uh, to talk on the show about themselves because we want, we talked earlier about, you know, training is marketing these days and podcasts are marketing. So we want to have you guys as guests so that people can learn from you, but also, you know, provide opportunities for marketing as well. I mean, that's, that's kind of the deal, right? We want people to know about your company, especially if you're a local Colorado company, although you have some people here that are from Pennsylvania. But um, Eagles um, fans. <laughs> but so, so how do people get a hold of you? What's your website? How do they, if, if they, if they have some software issues or they want to do some potential teaming, how do they get a hold of you? 
So getting a hold of us <clears throat> can be a challenge if you uh, don't know how to spell stratagem. Uh, so you'll, once you spell stratagem 14 times, you'll never spell strategy again, the same again. <laughs> Uh, so our website is stratagem group, S-T-R-A-T-A-G-E-M group.com. And on there, there's a contact us that goes direct to Ben and me. So if you want to get a hold of us that way, that's nice and easy and clean. LinkedIn, uh, Jason Putnam or Ben Avicoli, you can get a hold of us either, either way. Now you're just bragging. Because I can't say his last name. <laughs> Avicoli. <laughs> I've oh, said okay. you got it. You got it. It's, in, it's ingrained, I promise. <laughs> He's from the Dakotas, so we'll... we'll so am I. So am I. That's really? you are. Yeah, South ah. Dakota. South Dakota. North. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So. Or as we like to call it, Southern Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. East River, West River. Yeah. <laughs> you darn dude. <laughs> so, okay. And anything that you guys want to say, like, to the world out there? Um, I mean, listeners, about stratagem. What else did you have on your notes? Yeah. Did we touch anything on your notes? <laughs> or do we have to start over here? Right? <laughs> and we would have some rabbit we miss We missed quite a bit. But I mean, okay. Jason, you've been kind of the, quiet. Yeah. Ben's been talking he's like been, crazy. Well, he looked, yeah. I don't know if you caught this. He did kind of like you and I. He just goes, he just does a little eye who's, thing. And Ben's like, got it. I'm on it, boss. Who's the BD guy? Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, uh, so Who signs the checks? I can tell. <laughs> I, I, the, the fun uh, about us, Stratagem, is uh, we're a simple group. We really are. We just want to do good stuff. Right? It doesn't have to be more complicated than that. We enjoy spending time with each other. We have a beer fridge. Uh, all the good stuff associated with... Yeah, you need a beer fridge. It's legit. We're going to work that. <laughs> um, You're much more productive if you have a beer fridge. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's, it's a bunch of good people doing good mission uh, and enjoying doing it together. And that's probably the biggest takeaway I'd like to push out there is, is we as a core group of, of folks enjoy each other and enjoy what we're doing to the point that they spend a lot of time off time with each other too. Hmm. Um, take care of your employees, right? I don't know who started that recently. The last couple of years was, you know, if you take care of the employees, they'll every, take care of everything else. Right. Everything so, takes yeah. care of it. It really does. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's, very it's true. not all about, uh, I, I've been saying this for years. It's not all about just, you know, your salary that you can give somebody. It's the nope. little things you mentioned things like, um, my chair, my desk, stand-up desk, exactly. uh, uh, sit-down desk, the ball that he Coke, sits on. Coke Zero, right? It's those little things. If I've tried to tell companies this, big companies. I worked for a very large corporation. I worked for Honeywell for 15 years, right? You weren't supposed to say the name probably. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know anything. I, I love to work for the company. It's a great company. Um, but they didn't, get, they didn't understand the take care of the people at that level, right? They're, they were all about, well, we're giving you a good salary. You have a job nobody else does right now, so be thankful. Okay, I am, but it's those little things that it's, if you have a, have a room, a fridge, right? Stoke, put Coke, Coke Zero, whatever, put it in there, free, free coffee, right? Uh, bring in donuts on Fridays, put in ramen noodle, for God's sakes. And when I, I actually wrote a business case for the company. I'm like, ramen noodles? For, exactly. I, I literally did. And they're like, oh. why? And I'm like, because if you keep people here for lunch, they're just going to go make some lunch, go sit down at their desk and continue working. They're not going to leave for two hours or three hours and it's go have lunch downtown. Exactly. Yeah. And what is it going to cost you? 50 bucks a month, hundred bucks a yeah. month for ramen. Not Nothing. You'd be, we've been really lucky. We actually have the, uh, uh, an opposite problem more often than not when we got people working too much. Get out and, go home. and yeah. we've, yeah. we have been known to call spouses and say, you're going to help me to have uh, so-and-so take the day off or a week off or something like that. So it's, it's, it's all about doing the right things, and, and it's not hard to do. Take care of your people, and they'll yep. take care of you. And yep. make a lasting impact. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I, I, right. You guys can't see out there in Radio Land, but that's on their business cards on the backside, and I, I like that. Well, I don't which think the employees Jason, wrote. The employees the wrote that. Not Jason? No. 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 So our mission, vision, values, uh, we set – all the employees in a room for two days. Yeah. And we had a, um, a consultant come in and manage it. And all of us leaders weren't allowed in. Mm -hmm. And what they came out with is what is on the website today. And, and that tagline and that tagline, they came up with that tagline. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're making a part of the company. Right? It matters. Yeah. They embrace what they're doing. Not they just, work better. Not just, Hey, you're part of the company. We'll get you a stock plan. We'll get you. It's actually a part of the company. Happiness. 
Crazy concept. It just be, weird just be happy. I've, the only companies I've ever heard that do that is software companies. You guys are like the third company I've talked to that. Well, smaller ones. Small, small companies tend to be more about people. Yeah, general. but I don't know. It's maybe it is maybe a smaller thing, but for some reason, it just happens to be the last three that I've talked to uh, that embrace their people like that and supply, you know, beer fridges and stuff like that is software. I don't know why. Hmm. Um, maybe they're just drunks. I don't know. Um, <laughs> There's the truth to that. <laughs> they write better code. Yeah, exactly. You, you come in on a Wednesday morning, you might think that. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. So now, do you guys have Nerf guns in the facility? Nerf wars. We have not. We have not had anything formal that way. They've done some. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, that we haven't had the Nerf yeah, guns yet. Uh, well, uh, we had a guy that was going to mount the the uh, USB controlled ones on the walls. So that's what, can, you know, I actually, I, w I worked part of, part of a company that, did, that the software guys, like exactly what they had, the USB ones. And they were just shooting more of the cube walls. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, it's, I it's, work that. it's, it's not, uh, it's not abnormal to have a group of folks on a Thursday after, or even a Wednesday afternoon where they bring, all bring in their own kind of beer <laughs> and they do beer tastings or they play a game for the people that don't drink beer they bring the game in and they play a game while they're doing a beer tasting. So it's it's a it's a very just open. They've come in and played Nintendo on the big screen. They've done all sorts of crazy Name stuff. Name this famous Star Trek quote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Software <laughs> nerds. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's exactly that's exactly right. That's exactly. They like to mess with each other and they like. Yeah, you'd have a great time. You you really would. It's and it's a, it's just a great environment. They have fun. It's not crazy to walk in in the morning. And they're throwing a football across the office or anything like that. So. I don't know if I'd last, though. I'm, I'm you know, I, I do know software. I've done quite a bit of it, but I'm, by trade, I'm, I'm electrical, so I'm hardware. So I might not, I don't know, they might be like, hey, you're kind of, it's kind of like between the electrical and mechanical engineers, <laughs> right? And then uh, I think the, the, the time where it became the same way where you kind of jab each other is when software programmers started calling themselves software engineers. I'm like, wait a second. You're not an engineer. You're oh, a programmer. Geez. They're like, no, Here no, we we're a software engineer. <laughs> my, my, my degree says software engineering, so. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. No take There's backs. A yeah, you, yeah, but you're a millennial, so, you know, oh. apparently they changed that now. Just just like they're sanitation engineers now, right? Uh, there you go. I'm, I'm older than I look. <laughs> we're going to get hate mail now. We're going to have our first hate hey. mail after this show. No I'm sorry. PR engineer. All PR is good PR. There's right. no such thing as bad PR. Uh, Bring it on. Here's our address. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we should probably let these guys go because um, we are going to have a hour and 15 minute um, podcast. Wow. Was that an hour and 15 it's, minutes? No, it's 57 no. minutes. Okay. Yeah, it's getting there. But it's Dennis. Anything over 10 minutes, he's like, yeah, it's time to go. Let's yeah, go. Come on. My ADHD <laughs> kicks in. Oh, next one. Squirrel. <laughs> no, um, but... This has been awesome. Yeah, so thank you guys. I've, I've actually really enjoyed this one it. tremendously. So yeah, I uh, appreciate you guys uh, driving down from Denver, flying out from Philly, mm -hmm. just um, for this show. Exactly. That's, That's right. It's our first we're, podcast. We were excited. Yeah. 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 It's been fun doing podcasts. You wouldn't believe the. Well, what do I do when I come on the podcast? We're, you're going to talk to us. Talk. <laughs> Literally talk. That's yeah. it. <laughs> just talk. People are like I got. I've had people come in with scripts, right? And I'm like, no, throw them away. You we, can just have have, we just want to have a conversation because like we're sitting down we at a bar and talking. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we want. This did not feel scripted. No, See? no, it yeah. didn't. <laughs> if it was, <laughs> South Park scripted, maybe. <laughs> We'd love to do it again. I can tell you that much. It was okay. yeah, This was fun. Good. Well, I want to come up and tour your place up, up north because you have a beer fridge. Absolutely. Please and, do. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you guys came out. It's it's uh, been interesting um, working with folks as you know the COVID crisis kind of has been going through its ups and downs and and doing podcasts. This is only our second live podcast, actually. Mm. Uh, most of them have been your second live. Oh, that's true. I've done five, I think now, okay. and just because you don't show up. Yeah, he goes to Pueblovia. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. It's all good. It is. It is good. So, well, thank you guys very much. Thank you for coming on today. Uh, I look forward to talking with you guys a little more afterwards. Um, and then uh, we hope our guests uh, also contact you. And their address, again, is stratagemgroup.com. And uh, you can find them on our website uh, once we post this, which will be posted next week. This will be available online at all your major podcasting sources by Monday morning at 6 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And those sources are? Oh, I can't. I can't list them Just all. Just give me a couple. G 
Google, Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, there's a couple. Or you can go to the stratagemgroup.com in a week or two. It'll probably be on their website. I hope so, because we will yep. give you guys the embedded code. You can just put this on your website. Um, you can go to thesmalls.org. And uh, you can also find our, Dennis and I's contact information on our website, thesmalls.org. And uh, with that, I'm going to say one last thank you guys again. And uh, till and then, yeah, sorry. We will sign off until next week uh, for our next Smallest Cast podcast. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. You've reached the end of another episode of the Smalls Podcast. Connect with us at thesmalls.org. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to receive our free materials. See you soon at the next episode.